Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okie dokie, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Maybe they should have used that as the tagline. Uh, not if they wanted it to fail. Um, <laughs> uh, is finally here after, what, Revenge of the Sith 2003. Ewan McGregor is coming back into it nearly 20 years later. And firstly, whatever him and Hayden do on their day-to-day life seems to be working very, very good for them. Because it looks like it's five years later, um, yeah. essentially, for those guys. Because <laughs> they look blooming brilliant. Um, yeah, Ewan doesn't really age, does he? He doesn't at all. I've been watching him in that uh, documentary he does, The Long Way Up, which is the latest one of the, the motorbike series that he does mm-hmm. with his best friend, Charlie Borman, I think his name is. Um, and he, he essentially, he just looks how he did in Revenge of the Sith because they put the beard on him and the mullet and everything like that. He just, he, that's what he looks like, uh, but nearly 20 years on. Um, but I would say probably, even though as popular as The Mandalorian has been getting season two, see, awaiting season three, this is probably the most anticipated Star Wars spin off series that has yet been created. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, safe to say that. Yeah, that's agreed. I mean, it's such a, a pivotal time, you know, between, you know, the, the prequels and the and the original or the original trilogy that it's uh oh I mean you know it's got it all going on really you know this is uh the, you know the time that Anakin becomes Vader and Obi Wan goes becomes a hermit you know and Luke and Leia are on their sort of individual youthful paths which are you know uh, I mean which we dive straight into really with Obi Wan I mean we were you surprised by anything you know in these in these first couple of episodes i mean i was surprised um well firstly i was when it did uh recap right at the beginning i'm like oh, yeah. what a recap of what we haven't seen anything yet and then of course <laughs> obviously it's revenge of the sith um and so at this point like if you need a recap on you know, the prequels like just watch the prequels really I'm... They've been out for almost twenty years now. I mean, the first one came out. It should just—it should just be a click on button, recap, (laughs) click, go and watch through these three films. Um, The one thing which, uh, well, took me by surprise is once again. I know, and I know we've experienced this and seen this now in probably four different. This would be the fourth, no, fifth different time we've seen order 66 order 66 uh first in revenge of the sith you've also seen it in clone wars the animated series and seen it in 
um, Bad Batch, Bad Batch and yeah. seen it in Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, or was it Boba Fett? It was one of them, wherever you went into Grogu's mind to see. Um, so I was very surprised to see us go back into Order 66 again. But, I mean, it, it's like what they do is every time they go back to revisit that particular time, they like up the game in the visuals of what you see of that particular thing. So that was like a really nice little um, little sizzle sizzle reel should i say at the beginning to kind of kick off the season because it automatically gets you excited but also i think it was kind of uh, to make us feel you're not going to see a lot of lightsaber fight, fights for the first two episodes so this will tide you over <laughs> yeah true and also you know kind of introducing the fact that you know um some of the kids did get away you know that there yes. are other jedis kind of you know living in secret across the galaxy and you know, we have like kind of various stories to unfold. I mean, we see it kind of one in the first episode with, um, you know, it's actually uh, one of the Safty brothers is playing this this Jedi uh, called oh, really? Barry. Yeah, it's um, Safty brothers are if, for anyone who doesn't know, they're, they're the brothers who, I mean, they're director brothers who did Uncut Gems, most notably mm-hmm. with Adam Sandler. Um, but they've appeared in a few things, and I, I thought I recognised his face and. So, you know, it's just kind of one of these celebrity cameos that everyone's kind of lining up for. Like, do you want to be in Star Wars? Like, yes, please put me in anything as Star Wars. I'll be a Jedi. I'll be a... I mean, we, you know, we also got Flea as one of the mercenaries as well later on. That, which... that was hilarious. <laughs> when he turned up, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, he plays, just for context, like the mercenary Vect Nokru. He does. Uh, the mercenary that we obviously see comes into play um, at the end part, latter part uh, of the first episode. Yeah. Uh, he, he, have you have you you've seen the Big Lebowski, right? Yes. Yes. And you know, like there's the kind of three German henchmen that Flea is actually one of them as well. Well, he's popped up in a various few different things, hasn't yeah. he? Across yeah, exactly, the top. Yeah. But, but, it's but, like stuff that comes across his desk, and he's like, yeah, "That's the one." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, exactly. It's that sort of celebrity carrying thing. Like, would you like to be in this film? You know, it's like, yeah, of course I would. And I just feel that, yeah. But his his performance in this kind of reminded me of what he was. You know, the character he played in the Lebowski, which is like one of these kind of you know one of three henchmen. You know, who's kind of a little bit serious as well as like being you know kind of fairly silly as well with certain facial expressions and stuff but um yeah you know i thought it was uh, kind of an interesting start you know coming back to the order 66 sort of storyline and the fact that there are these other kind of you know jedi kids wandering around the galaxy and staying in secret i thought that was a nice little uh sort of undertone to add to the whole situation and mm. actually made it kind of interesting i mean and also kind of it's quite funny because it continues to also prove yoda wrong that there are like you know, how many Jedis are actually in the galaxy? I mean, his estimations were much lower, you know. Uh, they were way off. <laughs> yeah. So, like, don't trust like, Yoda. There's me. There's you, Obi-Wan. There's yeah. me. Did I say me? There's <laughs> <laughs> the two kids. And then I think some other kids, but uh, they're off the radar. So, like, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't finish their training. They don't count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but, yeah, it, it, an interesting kind of start. And, I felt, you know, uh, also kind of, you know, starting, you know, on Tatooine again. Um, it's kind of a familiar place to start as well, um, you know, with the Inquisitors coming to Tatooine to kind of interrogate for these Jedis. Um, because, you know, I mean, we basically kind of leave it at the end of Book of Boba 
in Tatooine, like with a big fight in ta- on Tatooine. So to then pick up Obi Wan, kind of on Tatooine again, in pretty much almost a, an identical kind of location within Tatooine. Um, same street, that. same street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you know, I did, I, I did think like, oh, this is. I mean, they're just like recycling sets here, you know, or they've yeah, shot yeah. the two at the same time, you know, to keep the continuity and like the feel of it all. But I thought that was kind I of like, like a, I don't know. I would not like to have my shop stall there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tell me a about lot, it, you know. A lot goes on, like <laughs> Rancors, Inquisitor sets, like, yeah. too much. Too much really hard business, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come down to the market today and you might get, you know, shot or eaten or you know cut in half or whatever you know <laughs> question just about why you're there yeah pretty much yeah so but that was a kind of yeah an interesting sort of familiar like setting to to kind of take off from which is you know i mean tattooing so in, ingrained in, into every star wars fan's mind that it, i mean of course it, you know you have to start really from there of course and yeah. of course obi-wan lives there and we need to pick up where you know what he's up to which is not really much really not a lot. Um, <laughs> not a lot. He's uh, he's taking it. It was quite interesting because, like, firstly, you're like, amazing. We've got Inquisitor Sith finally in live action. This is all great. Uh, Rupert Friend was absolutely nailing it as the Grand Inquisitor um, coming onto coming onto the screen. So uh, classic like Sith type of dynamic straight off the bat. Nobody really trusts everybody. Everybody wants to be the top dog. Uh, you know, it's like the classic Sith rule of two and all that kind of jazz uh, that goes on. But it was it was a nice introduction. But yes, when we do find um, Obi Wan, he's kind of, I mean, he's in the meat trade. Yeah, meat packing. <laughs> I can describe it. <laughs> yeah, like just you know doing what you need to do um, to survive. Yeah, that's I think, it. <laughs> When I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is like dealing in whale blubber. But obviously they're in the desert, so it's most likely not a whale. Um, but it's just the, you know, how what it made me think of is obviously we're talking about when Obi-Wan's just like cutting meat, he's doing his day job. It made me think of, of when they try and not try, but when they do put normal things into Star Wars and then make it kind of Star Warsy <laughs> by the look of things and everything like that. And you're just like, I just wanted to be around that table going, yeah. what could he be doing? What could one of the most powerful Jedis in the world be doing? Yeah. Um, I think he's working the line at a butcher's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and Run with it, guys. Sort of, Run with it. Yeah. What sort of butchers would, a ta- would Tatooine have? Like, oh, okay, this massive desert whale that they're essentially, like, you know, taking meat from and then kind of cutting up and packing it. And, you know, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. Of Star Wars proportions, we could say, you know. <laughs> but what I would say is is what everybody, and I think they try to communicate, and it's very similar, I found, to Boba Fett in the sense that they're trying to say, you are coming together with a character who is in a different place in their life. Yeah. That's what they really tried, like, 10 years have gone, and essentially that whole entire time he's just kind of been on his own not really talking to anybody um, and just doing that one task. And since then, it's in the same as refer back to um, Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. It's, you know, it's kind of stepped away from the Force yeah. to a certain extent. So it, it's it's kind of that. It's very Luke Skywalker, The, um, the Last Jedi, really, because 
lost a lot of faith, but down in the dumps to a certain extent. I think everyone he knows is gone, or if they're not gone, they just shouldn't be making themselves known. Um, so it's a very, I mean, you don't really get much from him to a certain extent uh, in the first episode, and then you kind of it comes on a bit leaps and bounds in episode two, or should I say, chapter two. Yeah, and I think, you know, kind of referring back to, like, Mandalorian and Book of Boba and the fact that they are, like, quite action-packed series and also both, like, very heavily set on Tatooine, I think that was probably mm. one of the things that they came into Obi-Wan with, that they didn't want to make it a similar tone right away, like, you know, in compar- like, kind of Mandalorian and Book of Boba, that they kind of wanted to... Because I felt that the first episode was quite a slow burner. That it was, you know, it's a longer episode than episode two by like about ten minutes, but it, it felt quite like there was, you know, there's a little bit of action at the beginning with Order sixty six, and then the Inquisitors come and that kind of builds a little bit of tension. But like the whole thing around Obi Wan is just like, yeah, as you said, like slowing down and wanting to be less seen. And but you know, again, being on Tatooine, it's like you really have to kind of state the fact that. It is different, you know. It's a different kind of. We're going to have a different story, and and you know, different kind of things are going to happen, and you know, involve these characters that we know, but in a different way. And yeah, and I think I think that's what probably riles people up with certain like aspects of these Star Wars series that you know. And I know with Book of Boba, like people had criticisms that it's like, oh, this isn't the same Boba Fett as before. He's not as violent, and like, yeah, but you know, he's he's not young, you know. and as no. we said, you know, before on the podcast, you know, the Mandalorian kind of took up that that mantle of 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 being the violent kind of Mandalorian bounty hunter in the galaxy. So, you know, Boba Fett can't exactly be the same character. So they they had to change. It. No, because then it's, it's yeah, it's just too it's too sick. You got the two people playing the exact same role, and then that doesn't really work too well as a dynamic. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I felt like this with this one, it was like, you know, I I I. Did, I kind of appreciate the fact that it was a bit of a slow burn on like a familiar kind of territory um, that we know. So it, it's it's certainly yeah, kind of uh, you know interesting. And also also you know I, actually before we kind of go any further, what do you know about the Inquisitors then from kind of your research and, and the backstory? Uh, as as far as I kind of know, it's almost like um, the Inquisitors are. They're not true Sith to a certain extent. They're more like the disciples of Sith lords, or they they kind of practice within the dark side and use. Obviously, they use the Force, and the, but their strengths in both Force using and lightsaber ability. Apart from like a couple, a couple end up being like pretty badass, but are never are never quite that Sith level. Uh, I never quite a slit a Sith master and their apprentice level. It always seems to be a step down. I almost see them kind of like as the um, uh, the Death Troopers. I almost see them like kind of like an elevated Death Trooper, the ones that are all in black but just with lightsabers um, as kind of thing. They're you know they're Sith assassins and not really too much focused on the whole taking over the whole entire uh, galaxy themselves. They'd rather just be a part of it and still doing all the dark stuff that they do. But there's, you know, there's that kind of... It's a, it's a weird balance, the, the Inquisitors. So, yeah. I, that, I mean, that's as much as I've learned from them from seeing them appear, obviously, in Rebels. 
um, re- seeing them appear in the comics. Obviously, we saw, I think, one or two in the Visions um, animated series as well, um, most famously in the Jewel um, one, which actually got, I think, won a couple of awards that episode. Um, but yeah, so that's my kind of prior Inquisitor knowledge. It's always been a wish of mine to actually see them uh, in faction because as a different dynamic you don't just have a jedi against a main sith lord you actually have these other other levels now yeah. other sith levels you've always had multiple other jedi and now you've got more than just two sith yeah. so it's, it's i always it's, it's a dynamic i've been looking forward to seeing in live action yeah completely agree i mean i didn't know to, i mean i i yeah i knew of them from like certain kind of drop-ins to you know certain series but you know having not seen rebels and um you know and and read some of the comics that like i didn't know too much about the inquisitors so i was kind of doing a little bit of reading on them and um i mean from some of my research um so apparently some of them are also like kind of ex-jedis who then turn as well which i thought was quite an interesting sort of you know it, it kind of brings that it's interesting because you know jedis are always so you know, it's either one, you know, you're either a Jedi or a Sith, you know, it's very little fence sitting, but of course, like, why wouldn't there be fence sitters, you know, in like, where there's so many kind of Jedis abound, and, you know, as we've seen, they all have different ideas on how to do things, and what's right, and what's wrong, and, uh, you know, etc. <laughs> I mean, look at Anakin's story, really, um, you know, for more yeah. on that. Um, but then also, yeah, like, seeing the fact that they are kind of disobedient, even to, like, their own order, I thought that was quite an interesting sort of reveal but then as you said because they are like you know sith disciples essentially like that is their credence you know like to mm. to be sort of evil and underhanded and you know to essentially become like the dominant force like how whatever means necessary really um yeah and yeah and i think i see and i'm kind of reading countless betrayals are probably why the organization didn't last long its foundations dates back to 19 bby but the Emperor dismantled them already by Rogue One, which is in zero BBY, which is the years. Yeah. Kind of, and which is quite an interesting thing that like they actually became so problematic that it's like, actually, you know what? Like you Inquisitors, you've done some all right work, but you're just a real pain in the ass. So like, you know. Like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's enough trying to keep an apprentice uh, alongside <laughs> you without them trying to kill you, let alone like keep another bunch of like four, four or five of them in the wild uh, yeah. who you're not really watching on a day to day. Blooming do anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's it, no it, real loyalties. There's loyalties to an extent, but there's no real loyalties as we see in absolutely. chapter two. As we see in chapter two, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have to say, yeah, it does that. I, I agree though, in terms of adding like a, an interesting dynamic to the whole thing. And also, you know, I mean, um, the third sister, played by Moses Ingram, mm. uh, she she's an interesting one. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see how they kind of develop her character within the series and and sort of what role she plays. You know, alongside Vader, and just kind of generally, you know, as it, as it builds out, really, um, because she's just seems to be the most evil of the Inquisitors. The others seem quite restrained. I mean, they also actually they remind me. Have you ever seen the film Hellraiser as well with Pinhead and? Uh, one of them a very long time ago. Yeah, I mean, 
again, like that's just another shout out. I, I felt like the Inquisitors sort of makeup and and the like, uh, you know, the the black leather um, and the, the yeah. head here reminded me of like the Hellraiser sort of gang, um, which is quite interesting as well because you know they they are also quite um, uh, patient in a way until you know the third sister comes along and you know just goes wild really. Yeah, pretty much. I mean. Uh... I feel that it's it's just going to be a lot of fun, uh, in the sense that's just adding this just extra, um, extra layer to this story, which I feel it is kind of because in the sense that if you're waiting, which most people will be, if there's this Obi Wan Anakin show off, yeah, you kind of need other levels coming in because otherwise. It's just that constant build, isn't it? And you're like, when's that going to happen? Episode five, or we can wait right till the end of episode six. If you have these inquisitors along the ride, you can almost have all this. There's all these pre-matches, almost, isn't it? <laughs> Before yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you get to the main build-up. But one thing I was very surprised about, completely didn't know we were going there. Uh, what were your thoughts on the fact that we get a ten-year-old Leia? Yeah, so I mean, again, quite interesting. Like how much we see of Leia's storyline. Uh, in the first two episodes, especially in comparison to the Luke storyline, which we don't see at all. Actually, we see it through Uncle Owen, played by Joel Egerton. Edgerton. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, he, he was doing the role back in, you know, in 2003, and, like, now he's kind of reprised it as well, which was, you know, quite nice because he's also become quite a notable actor. Um, mm. But, yeah, interesting that we don't see Luke at all, uh, but then, like, Leia is kind of this, you know, fairly main character actually in the in the series um i have mixed feelings on this storyline i i think the um i think this kind of kind of harks back to some of the stuff we said i mean i i think i really like the fact that we're seeing the like leia growing up on alderaan's like storyline um and how she is kind of shaped into this you know into the princess that we know and you know with kind of like being headstrong and leading you know through the the, you know, the first kind of attacks on the death star and stuff I, I i like all of that um i think it's 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 quite interesting how how to, to be able to like lay it out layer lay it out anyway sorry that was just yeah. a stupid pun but, um, but um i, I I don't know, like you know, this some of the the way that it was shot reminds me of. Do you remember when we did the uh, the podcast in episode one, and there was always that silly, you know, what we termed the silly serious tone that you yeah, have yeah, like yeah. some very serious kind of action points, and then like some really silly moments to sort of like, which kind of weirdly almost tried to balance it out, but almost full kind of short of the mark. And, I think I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, like, and I, 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 like, and this is the thing. Like, I, I thought the lay. Actually, I thought her as an actor. I've seen some stuff online that people, they're not a huge. Some people are saying that they're not sure if they're a fan of of the actress's work who's playing Leia. Um, I mean, the yeah. actress is. Let me just have a look. Uh, I love it. The Ira, act, the act, the actress's work, isn't it? It's just like, yeah. she's 10. How much work are we going on here? I mean, well, she's, she's more of an actress than I'll ever be. I can tell you that one. That's, you know? Yeah, well, there we go. Uh, so Vivian Lyra Blair, I actually think that as an actress, she's she's fine. Um, I think, you know, 
some people have had like some mixed criticism on the way she's acting. I think she's actually quite good and quite sassy. And and again, like you know, what are you expecting kind of from Leia? She's supposed to be this this princess, and she's being sort of groomed into this princess role. So she is going to be kind of fairly um, kind of like holding back, and you know, perhaps a little bit shy. And you know, maybe she doesn't really know her place on Alderaan. And which is pointed out by her cousin, who says that you know she's not a real you know a, a real princess and all this stuff. And so you know, I, I thought that was all right, but. There was some just so the more physical scenes, you know, once the kind of mercenaries come in, uh, and you know, you see this kind of more in episode two as well, when Obi Wan is kind of like there, like hand, handling her, like it looks really weird and like really, it's like the action doesn't really work in a way. Mm. I don't know if you caught this, but like when the mercenaries are chasing her through the forest, it's almost like they're kind of treating her as if like with kid gloves in a way that like they can't grab yeah. her or they can't like, I don't know, capture her in some sort of force field or something. It's just all done in like a really like light handed way, which seems almost like it, it I would say like kiddie, but it almost seems like false in a way, you know? And I think yeah, it was a weird chase scene. Like yeah. there was a moment where she ducks under or slides under a branch and uh, the mercenary like runs up to the branch and is like, oh, oh. <laughs> damn this <laughs> like, branch. Just, you know? <laughs> there's a branch in the way. Like <laughs> I can't get her now. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, just like jump over the branch. <laughs> I'm going to have to go take the high ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Run that fast, guys. You're kind of doing a weird slow run after her. Yeah, uh, exactly. She's And also she's tiny for a 10 year old. She actually looks younger than 10, I also think. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. But I completely agree that there, there were moments in that scene where you're like, just grab her. Like, she's a kid. Like, she's not going to run away. Like, if, you, if she does, you can just catch her in two seconds. And, and so, like, again, with that silly, serious tone, like, I was like watching it being like, oh, God, this, looks, this feels really kiddy. And then at the end of the scene, they shoot the guard. You're like in cold blood. And then you're like, oh, that's not kiddy. Like, you know, they show his death, like, right away after yeah. having this really weird scene. And, I felt like that in kind of like episode two as well. There's like some some scenes where she's in the jail and Obi Wan kind of grabs her, and it's in like a really sort of like I don't know. It it, it kind of took me out of it because it felt like oh she's a child actor and everyone has to mm. be like very careful with her, you know, rather than oh she's yeah. a princess and people are trying to capture her because she's a valuable you know target and you know she'll be a great bargaining chip and all this stuff for the empire and. You know, so I don't know, like that really took me out of it. And I was a bit like, oh, God, like, I don't know. I just, again, against like the kind of backstory of the Inquisitors uh, who are quite dark characters and they're, you know, happy to kill and torture and find the Jedis and stuff. And then you kind of got this. It's all a bit like, again, I'm like, and I know, look, we're only two episodes in. I'm judging it, you know, before the, the whole thing is aired. But I just feel that some odd choices, you know, so which, which I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious to see like how things go like throughout the whole series. I feel like we'll get some great action, but I'm just a little bit, um, what's the word? Uh, I'm tentative on how 
well it'll be executed at points which is yeah it's 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 just it was just a slight execution on that particular part which once again exactly like you said it just took you out of it for a bit like story-wise i completely get it it makes perfect sense you want to bring obi-wan out of this depressive rut almost that he's in and get him to back into the field and if if anything's going to get him back in it's the fact that one of the two children that he's essentially watching over to an extent is in danger. Yeah. So that that makes sense. It's just yeah, I had the same reservations with yourself that the, some of the executions just weren't. Um, well, they were just they were just quite strange. Um, yeah. But uh, apart from that, like, I mean, as a as a first episode goes, I thought it was it was great because it was kind of. It's a weird word to put on it, but I say it's kind of delightful in the sense that it references the prequel. It yeah. it brings you up to speed also with this guy is, but it it just dots little things around which it's all this like kind of cozy back in Star Wars. I mean Tatooine. We've referenced the prequels like twice in dream sequences or flashbacks. Yeah. We've had the Order 66 flashback. So it's all these nice little peppered things around. We got to see some Inquisitor Sith straight away. We've already seen interaction between Obi-Wan and Owen. Like it's it's given you all these like little bits. It's like, okay, tick, 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 fan service, tick, tick where he is. You know, it's kind of like, okay, chapter one, we've only got six. Let's get all these kind of, so to speak. Not that there probably will be way more references as they go along, but it's kind of like, this is the reason we think he's going to leave the planet for let's go almost because it does. When we go to chapter two, I thought that did move quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, the whole, I, I thought that was going to be like a, a big dragged out sequence, so to speak of him traveling off world, finding Leia and all this type of stuff, but it all kind of just like, and we're already there kind of, you know, three quarters yeah. of the way through that episode and part of, but it's done in a way, I guess, in the sense that it's it's character. They know they haven't got long in six episodes, and you really need to take the Obi Wan character. I'm presuming on quite a transformative arc mm. in this time. Uh, so you're getting to him in this ten years depressive state, end of like uh, where we first see him, and then you're trying to get into. Not the complete way, but to a bit to the other end of the spectrum, so to speak. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, I feel like, yeah, within the first two episodes, you yeah, they already cover quite a lot. And absolutely, like the second episode, you know, it deals with the kind of planetary stuff quite quickly and like getting to layer and stuff like and just like putting out the story. Really. And that, I mean, I was actually... After watching the second episode, I, I did go and check to see how many episodes would be in this in the season overall, and I, I was quite surprised that there were six only. I mean, they you know they'll probably be around this length, you know, between forty two and like an hour long, kind of similar to Mandalorian. But mm. I thought they would they would actually kind of hedge their bets on more episodes. But it makes me think that maybe you know with 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 the these first six episodes, perhaps the because I mean you know you get such such fan involvement from the Star Wars community on you know a range of everything you know a- anything that features in Star Wars gets so micro analyzed that like 
it's yeah. almost like you're you know i i feel that disney is probably a bit tentative when it comes to releasing something new as and with something as big a concept as obi-wan and this time period that they yeah. were um I, I feel that maybe they're testing the waters a little bit to see maybe what works and what doesn't work and you know introducing characters maybe a little bit slower rather than kind of getting them all at once so it might be a wise decision to do the six episodes but i was kind of surprised by the fact that they chose that um but clearly yeah they're, they're not you know they're not going to be all slow burners they are the first one felt like more of a slow burner but the second one did pick up and pace and, and and kind of content as well like you know a bit more action a bit more um other worlds that we see and you know uh i mean we have and some know, other characters and stuff yeah, exactly. like the chapter two um i did very much love the going to a different world that we probably haven't really been in before very similar to obviously a bunch of star wars world but more in that scum and villainy underworld <laughs> kind of the classic star wars taglines is that a place of scum and villainy yes it is yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna you're gonna use that the next time you walk down the wrong street in london um, <laughs> um but Say whenever i'm I in do, camden <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. The land of scum and villainy, i.e. Camden, London town. Um, I do like the couple of things that they're trying to do um, because they're almost keeping, they're still trying to put in that bit of humour, which I do think comes along with the Obi-Wan character, especially the younger, the Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan character has that little humor taglines yeah. every now and again and the more we get in chapter two when he actually gets to the point of being with leia you get more of that brought out of him by this kind of know-it-all slightly annoying 10 year old <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which is like playing the role of how a 10 year old probably would have been in those exact situations to a certain extent um but i was i did quite enjoy um obviously when he first gets off in this other world I did enjoy um, Kunal Nanjiani. Yeah, Nanjiani. Yeah. Nanjiani. Like, I, I do love this guy. Uh, I've always thought he was, his stand ups and everything are hilarious. Um, and he's he's proper hench now, uh, as he had <laughs> to the Eternals. Yeah. Um, but I did love the little kind of when he was pretending to be a Jedi and using magnets to. Close these windows and open them, and yeah. pretending it's like I'm now inside your mind, <laughs> and things like that. So it just it it's very like Star Wars humory. Like it reminds me of Finn and Han Solo um, on Star Killer Base when yeah. Finn's like, "We can just use the Force." He's like, "That's not how the Force works." <laughs> um, so like, but it's. I feel it did sometimes teeter once again on that silly, serious laugh. Yeah. It's you know, it like a tightrope. <laughs> I, I, I literally put that as well. Like it, it teeters on like, because when, I mean, Kamal Nanjani, like he is hilarious and he's been like, it, I love him in uh, Silicon Valley. If you, if you've seen yes, the series yeah, or yeah. heard the series, he's very, very funny in there. And, and he is generally very funny. I think what was kind of disappointing for me is seeing him. I mean, he basically plays that character again. You know, it's like the kind of awkward sort of awkward jokes kind of guy. He, you know, like he's not a bad guy, but his intentions aren't great either. You know, he's he's always kind of out for himself in a way. You know, um, 
And so, you know, but as a fan of him, you know, I was a bit like, oh, God, like maybe some of these first jokes are a little bit mm, teetering. But then I found later on, actually, you know, um, when he's kind of, you know, interrogated by the Inquisitor and stuff, around that point, he has actually some some jokes which feel more like on side that like, okay, this is like, he feels more like a proper character by the yes. end of the episode. Yes, but he I, does. Yeah. I feel at the beginning, but you're right though. You know, I think because Obi-Wan is like, Obi-Wan had always had like a kind of sarcastic edge to him and a bit like, oh, pointing out like certain things so people can learn their lessons and stuff. And, and because we don't have that, you know, we don't have any comic relief and it's all a bit like, you know, serious and stuff. And you've got the kids and they're not exactly funny and they're kind of involved in it. You do need a bit of that comic injection. And I feel, yeah, I, I agree as well. I, I feel they were teetering on the edge, but it doesn't go quite over it, which is mm. at least good. And, and yeah, again, you know, the planet they're on, I think, yeah, I was just seeing on screen, Dayu it's called, um, you know, kind of exploring. I, also, I, I have to say, I love when Star Wars goes into like, drug culture territory and yeah, you know, yeah whatever drugs they're dealing it's always like you know death six and and this other powder stuff which is, will make you forget everything and it's like you know you yeah, yeah. escape afterwards and you're like you know it's just it's just quite funny i, I always love that kind of like that, that little um underworld it's like, it's like drugs as made by disney they kind of have a little magical aspect to them at all times <laughs> <laughs> exactly like a magical like you know, semi like okay, these are bad, but they're also useful in the right situations. Sort of um, but yeah, absolutely magical as well. You know, um, especially you know when when you know flee the mercenary or Vec Nokru is tripping on on the cell floor like. Oh. He probably didn't have to reach too far to channel that particular. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the red or chili peppers in the eighties. Am I right? You know? Yeah, exactly. Acted great. <laughs> But I found, you know how it's one of those, you can, we can unpack it, you can unpack episodes of series, and in some episodes you're like, oh, this happened, and this happened, and this happened. In chapter two, like, not a lot actually happens. It kind of, it kind of goes through, it, it's literally just about getting Leia back, which I thought was going to be a bigger thing. No, he's got her back within, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then there's just, it's almost like uh, just a chase, and we're away. <laughs> yes and uh, like that's the whole i mean there yes there's two big key points like there's not as much to unpack on this episode but there's like a couple of things that i feel are obviously worth talking about and a place we that went it went to it far quicker than and i thought it was going to went in it you could very much tell there's obviously friction between the inquisitor reaver and the Grand Inquisitor, and I thought that was going to be something that was just going to play back and forth for quite a number of episodes, but then we literally have her execute the Grand Inquisitor, like, at the end of Chapter 2, and I was like, oh, okay, I mean, that's that's happened, I mean, it's fine wow. that it's happened, I just didn't expect it to, to get there that quickly, um, but it all leads to this, um, I mean, well, firstly, how did you, how... What were your kind of thoughts on that kind of almost reaching its climax very quickly? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, in terms of the Inquisitors, it was quite a little twist, actually. Um, and again, kind of like from reading, you know, what I had beforehand about them, it, it, you know, it, at first it was surprising, but now it's kind of not. It's like, oh, yeah, they are all underhanded dealers and, and they're going to do what they can to kind of get to the top in their own little organisation. Um, but um 
which is kind of interesting in itself. And and again, yeah, no, I agree also that the episode doesn't like cover off a whole lot. Um, and I think, you know, one scene which I found kind of interesting was the scene where Obi-Wan is with uh, little Leia after kind of capturing her and he's just talking with her about, and, you know, she's kind of there exhibiting sim- very similar behavior to Padme and the kind of... Mm. And I feel they're using that in kind of multiple ways. It's, it's, you know, first of all, showing, look how much she's like her mother. But it's also, I think, being used as a way to get Obi-Wan back to his kind of old mindset and being back, you know, in the old Republic with Anakin and Padme when he was a Jedi Knight and, you know, just capable of, 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 you know, doing great things and being the hero and, you know, being kind of a really key player, really. So I, I feel that, yeah, that conversation is kind of getting like snapping him back into reality almost. And then, you know, by the end of the episode, I mean, the big kind of twist that he finds out is, of course, that, you know, Anakin's still alive. You know, that yeah, um, yeah. Reva or the, the third sister kind of reveals to him. And which is, again, like quite a <laughs> it's quite a funny point because you're you, you, how would he know he's still alive? Of course, I mean, you, you, you know, in a way, like Jedi's have that, you know, kind of forced perception thing. But. Yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't know unless he kind of feels him or you know sees yeah. him, and so yeah. And yeah. I kind of think it plays on the fact that Anakin's gone so far to not being Anakin anymore. So the perception or the feeling of Anakin being there doesn't exist because he isn't Anakin. He's Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, okay. And then it's also the course of uh, like we spoke about as the years have gone by he's probably shut himself off more and more from the force as we saw when he used the force to stop Leia from falling yeah. it was it was quite a progress for him to just use it yeah. uh, in, in any form of sh- shape or form so but i mean there's there's very there's very few moments in Star Wars, and I'm I'm trying to think, I wouldn't be able to wrap my brain for all of them, but I very much call it as like the arrival of Cad Bane in the book of Boba Fett, um, Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One, when he's on the ship going through all those people. There's very few moments that give that kind of the reaction that I had when he said Anakin, and when it went to Darth Vader. Anakin and he opened his eyes it was just like it just that just changed the whole feeling of the show for me personally in that like 15 seconds that like chilling feeling which I never feel I'm like it's always kind of more of a reach sometimes for Star Wars to get there because of so many factors start or what Star Wars always has to be but it got me there very quickly I must say yeah and I I agree you know I I feel that like it, it kind of it does get you there kind of fairly quick and also kind of having witnessed Obi-Wan like over these first two episodes essentially kind of be a shadow of his former self um, and you know really have to dust the cobwebs off his force abilities and he he's able to still fight you know in the jail he kind of fights that Darth Maul looking sort of dude as well which was I think a little kind of throwback but this time it's two on one you know which is mm. kind of like a little interesting thing but um, but yeah I feel that like you know it's kind of it's interesting because we're being set up for, you know, a, I mean, Anakin slash Vader being really powerful and, and pissed off <laughs> against, you know, an Obi-Wan who's sort of, you know, just 
as I said, a shadow of his former self. He, he doesn't. He's kind of yeah. done away with the force. He hasn't really like fought anyone. He's just laid low for about ten years, cutting meat, you know, um, out of giant, you know, desert whales. So it, it, it's. I, I wonder how many episodes it's, they're going to take it to, for him to kind of get back almost up to full speed in a way, or whether he even does at all. You know, whether he does play like a a sort of different kind of version of Obi Wan, where who is, I mean, he can still kick ass in a way, but it's almost like he's not able to reach his previous heights. I don't know, you know. It wouldn't wouldn't surprise me or would make perfect sense to me if you had, like, Leia being returned and then you jumped forward six months to a year. Yeah. Of almost, like, Obi-Wan retraining himself. Yeah. Because when you get to see Obi-Wan, and I know this is a lot later on and it's in Rebels, but when you get to see Obi-Wan in Rebels when he confronts Darth Maul again, um, after all that time has passed, he is top of his game, okay. absolute top of his game, um, and just like has ascent like master level, just really, really mm. good. So, yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me, but at the same time, obviously, it doesn't have to happen, but it wouldn't surprise me with another time jump, yeah, or maybe like you know, at some point, he um reconnects with the uh. The spirit of Koyon Jin, and yeah, I mean, he's that, calling out. He's calling yeah. out. So I, I feel with def. I feel if not, I, I'm going to put 110 percent on a Liam Neeson appearance, even if it's just voice. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. I, yeah. I think we're we're definitely going to get there. Probably not a Yoda, because I think that might be a bit too much. Um, yeah, but I think Qui Gon. I think Qui Gon's the person that will and should turn up for him to kind of put him back where he needs to be in order for the uh, confrontation that we're all looking forward to happening to happen in the right way. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Um, But I mean, we've got a lot to come for. I I feel there's going to be a lot happening now in the chapters coming up. I don't feel they're going to be... Well, when there's only six, we're always like, how are they going to fit it all in? So... Yeah, and I'm definitely going to be an interesting one to find out. Definitely, and I and I, I'm I'm looking forward to it as well because you know, in comparison to like Mandalorian and Book of Boba, I mean, all the episodes are being directed by one person, which is Deborah Chow. I and, do like that. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I like that too. I feel that like you know, maybe achieve a bit more or continuous sort of style and aspect with one director. Um, mm. And Deborah Chow as well. You know, she has previous Star Wars experience as well I mean she was doing Mando uh, yeah that's right a couple of episodes of Mandalorian in the first series yeah Um, so she I I feel is already kind of into the the fold of the new Star Wars creators so yeah I'm looking forward to seeing how the whole thing unfolds kind of under her direction Um, yeah yeah me too me too Uh, I I think it's got so much potential and I think I think they're definitely going to get it there I think yeah. they're not. This opportunity is not being missed by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, and it, you know, uh, and having all the kind of, uh, it, it, there's like no old like actors who were previously in it who have, you know, denied the, the role to be in it again. You know, mm. it, it feels like everyone understands kind of how important and special it is, and especially with the Star Wars series and the success that the, you know, they kind of hit that it's. It's a you know it's great to see that like everyone's kind of still invested in it you know yeah um, yeah and so yeah you know it'll be definitely interesting to see how how the six episodes unfold really chapter three here we go. <laughs>